Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 437 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. And so sorry about yesterday. It was a, uh, it was not our choice. We never want to miss FRL, especially given the weekend that we just had in wrestling. Mm-hmm. But it was a mandatory company off-site meeting, and we had to go. But we promise that we will... Make up for it, or at least try to. All we can promise is effort at this point. We may not always get the points, but we're going to give you the hustle. We're going to run back to center. We're gonna, always going to beat the, the guy back to the middle of the line. And maybe Anthony Artelona is going to make us wait forever. That was <laughs> awesome. That, that was hilarious. That was really funny. If you guys missed it, check out Anthony Artelona's tweet. <laughs> he said, wrestler runs back to the middle, and then every Florida wrestler. <laughs> and Bo Piper, by, Bo Piper is lined up. Ready to go for like 30 seconds. And Artelona is just, it's like a Sunday stroll back it, to the middle. He he was like, probably like watched him run back to center. He's like, I'm going to mess with him a little bit. Yeah. And and walked extra slow it's back a, to center. It's a smart move. You see guys like tie their shoe or try to pull their sock up. And it's too obvious. He just, just he was walking the whole time just very slowly. Yeah, that's that's a, a, an underutilized tactic. Artelona wasn't stalling. But when you think about guys... I saw some really slow walks back to center. As long as you keep moving, mm-hmm. I really don't feel like they can call you for stalling. Because, what, are we talking about speed now? Can the official actually hit you for stalling for your rate of speed headed back? I loved all the Florida kids jumping in. Like, Nordstrom and Ramirez mm-hmm. and Mike Casoy, they're like, yep, this is right. <laughs> Nail it. <laughs> <laughs> A very Florida thing. So... Um, it's it's uh, tough to know where to start, but it's Cliff King Las Vegas, I believe, is where we will start. Where, as expected, pandemonium, over 100 ranked wrestlers, you know crazy things are going to happen, and crazy things did happen. I don't know what the craziest thing was. People ask, what was my big, what was the big thing, or what was the most impressive thing? I, for me, B- Pletcher body bagged 141. Yeah. Like, and now, I, now I'm like, all right. And do I, am I entering the nomad zone here? Where nomad said, nope, no one's beating this guy. But Nick Lee lives and walks among us. And for that reason, I'm not ready to enter the nomad zone. But there is no question about it. He has been far and away the best guy at 141 this year. He is destroying really good wrestlers. Like the McKee match, not close. Major Chad Red, uh, 13 takedowns against Matten, which against any D1 wrestler is, like, impressive. I mean, I don't know if he still is after this weekend, but Cole Matten was ranked top 20 going into the weekend. Yep, still is 16th. So. 16th ranked guy. Thir- 13 takedowns for the tech fall. Major 11. Mitch Moore um, <laughs> beat Real Woods, beat Dom Demas, beat Dylan Duncan, beat Dresden Simon. His list, he probably has the most ranked wins on the season so far. Yeah. What shocked me is the amount of, like, 
anti-Pletcher that I see. Yeah, I think at it's least going in away. my timeline. First of all, he's just a really nice kid. He's he's cool. He's, he's so he's not even like a heel. Um, number two, y'all don't accept that he's scoring points. Y'all don't y'all don't want to see him winning. But have we ever seen a guy go from man if he'd open up more or man wish he he doesn't have to win this close to okay fine fifth year he just starts destroying. We've seen it high school to college. Well, yeah. Right? But not this late in a college career. At this level. I mean, maybe yeah, like a guy makes a jump from unranked happened, to, you know, all American. Somebody somebody that um I saw people bringing up that's that maybe made a transition not quite this drastic, but sort of similar was uh, Joey McKenna who used to it felt like, you know, yeah. win really really close matches and then he kind of widen the gap. But even still, he would have really close matches quite often after he had upped his offensive output. So maybe to a lesser degree, McKenna. But yeah, I don't think anybody quite to this level. So my whole thing with the Lee Pletcher thing was like just the the mental steps and why I was like, Nick Lee's going to win this weight. And it still may be true. I'm like, Nick Lee beat Joy McKenna. And I don't think Luke Pletcher would ever beat Joy McKenna. But now I'm watching, I'm like, I don't know if I ever saw Joey McKenna look this good in college. Honestly, I don't know if I have. He's got some amazing wins. He beat a lot of good guys, but that Big Ten tournament run, his junior year, no where he scored. didn't give up a point, was really impressive. Yeah. Okay. So that was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, I'm back. It's Nick Lee. He did that. Um, so for me, and, and that this weight was crazy beyond just Pletcher just running through it. Uh, McKee beats Demas in a match where you where um, McKee put his top game on full display. He gave up the first takedown, did not matter. Got the ride, got the turn. Mitch McKee on top at CKLV was so tremendously impressive. He rode Ian Parker for five minutes. That's a long time. Parker beat Chad Red. Red beat Wilson. Demas teched Parker. Wilson lost to Michael Blockus of UNI, and which, you know, my Tuesday headline was Tariq Wilson number one. Mm-hmm. Um, Did, was it right? Well, you're correct. Hold I on. don't. Oh <laughs> nope. Never mind. Actually, it's not. It's uh. It's like only it's, twelve off. It's not a goodbye. <laughs> it's a see you later. I think it's a, a prophecy that you know you have those preachers who think they're predicting the end times, and they j- they're they miss it. You know, yep. like the 2012 yep. thing. I, I but you know at some point the, they're the going right. yeah. to be right. They're going to be right. Right. So eventually. The Tariq thing, no. But what my point with Tariq is this. Is he entering a zone of he was just kind of the NCAA Tariq Wilson, Cleveland Magic, the the hottest guy in the room, just like on fire. But he hasn't really recaptured that magic yet. I just don't think he's the same guy up at 141. You look at his results from before CKLV, and they weren't. I was underwhelmed. I them. was just whelmed. So under, I think he's. Over... I think he's just a very, very, very good 141, but not necessarily right now. Looks like a national title threat. He could be one of those guys, though. Pat Pop gets him, get mm-hmm. get some firing late, and who knows? I still really believe in his talent. The Red Wilson match was electric. It wasn't long. <laughs> I, I it was it was a really cool like. I've never seen anyone, and it's probably happened many times, but I've never seen anyone like lock up a nearside cradle. And like the arm was in the wrong place, and Chad Red literally just like lets go and grips around it and rolls him through. It was pretty freaking impressive. Is there 
anyone that's like more fun to watch celebrate than Chad Red too, because it's just like it's like pure joy. Yes, like, he also he's so but, happy and like excited and fired up. It's just a lot of fun. It's also like a little angry too. It's like yeah, it's got yeah. this like just primal energy. Uh, I love it. You know who you know who had a comparable celebration this weekend? Also, a Nebraska guy was Mikey Labriolo when he beat Skaska for third. Oh, I didn't um, see that. Man, and I think I, I think uh, that whole team like they were in each other's corners throughout the weekend, and like whenever there was a big win, that whole team was like right there, super jacked up, and um, yeah, the Huskers were were really they were the celebrating team. I think this this weekend. And Mark Manning talked about that um, with me afterwards in the interview. He's like. You know, every team is different, right? And but this year, the guys seem a little bit closer, a little more in each other's corner, a little more bought in, a little more in support of each other mm. than maybe they've been in previous years. And obviously, not to say that like the Huskers were some discombobulated team in the past. Just like this year, there's a little something extra that um, Coach Manning and, and Coach Schneider are noticing. I want to get to the Huskers at some point, but we really want to talk about 157, where Ryan Deacon Dude. ran through number one and number two. Freaking Deacon. In, in a way, I mean, I don't know if we've seen, short of the Nolf match, I, I can't remember seeing Hydley really lose a match like this um, in college. And, you know, for him to beat, he was just all over Carr. He was all over D. His Offense is so good, his single leg, but his reattacks are just incredible. I, and, you know, a year ago, I know the, the field wasn't as good when he won CKLV, but we were like, oh, my gosh, this guy can go with Nolf. This guy's on another level. And then he re- and now he's j- clearly at an insanely high level right now. The question for me is, is it going to be sustained throughout the season? Because he had great Vegas he won Midlands. He beat Caleb Young easily there. And then, you know, by the time Big Ten's NCAAs goes around, he lost to Pantelio a few times and had another strange loss, maybe to Blyze. Then it is, is six at NCAAs. So I'm not sure there's a more impressive slash confusing guy than Deacon. But right now, all I can say is this is the clear best 157 right now in, in America. And I was, I was thoroughly impressed. Something just fell from the ceiling. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. It's, it wasn't big. It's time to start asking if uh, Vegas is Deacon City. Wow. 10-0 mm. past two years there. Uh, also, are we Plus not, US Open. He beat James Green there. Yep. Yes, he did. He was in a bracket with Jason and, Dolph and James Green. And, and he won he, won, or he uh, won the Junior Open there yes. beating Yanni. Holy oh, crap. my gosh. It's, Never bet against Ryan Deacon <laughs> in Vegas. Wow. Never again. We just connected the dots. We connected some serious dots there. Ryan Deacon... Is the mayor of Las Vegas? Yep. Hmm. He literally didn't wow. even have to. He didn't even have to run for office. It wasn't even a democratic process. He just took it by going there and winning, so impressively. <laughs> now, so, are you guys saying Deacon next topic here for this weight? No. I'm not either. No, it's too. But how are you? So how are you so sure with Pletcher? And and yeah, Deacon, I'm not you're... so sure with Pletcher. I just believe it the most. Okay. I think 41 is still pretty open. But I'm putting my chips oh, okay. before Pletcher before anybody else. I don't think it's next topic. Okay. The only next topic weight for me right now is 84 and 25. Now, even Colin Moore? Mm. Moore's next topic for me. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, what's his – Yeah, because sh- Warner's number two. No, I'm yeah, sure no, he you're annihilated right. Brucky. Him and Warner have never wrestled, though. Yes, they have. In All both right. folk style and freestyle. Well, I suck. <laughs> How'd Joe Burrow get out of state? 
How'd Joe Burrow get out of state? Um, I don't remember those matches at all. I mean, Colin obviously won the Correct. folk style ones. So And the freestyle ones. Okay. Next topic for me. So uh, that's 57. Any further Deacon thoughts? I, he's he's not far off next topic for me after that performance. I, I know he had a great run in Vegas last year, but, um, you know, he had Griffin Perriott in the finals who I think – feels like a different kind of level of opponent than compared to David Carr and Hayden Heidley. So for him to look just so good against those guys and not only win, but to win in that way where there was really no question. Um, I, he seems like he's jumped levels. I know the the big question mark with him has always been Caleb Young, or at least last year was. So I want to see that, but before I'm like certain that he's going to win, but I, I feel pretty close to saying next topic. Caleb Young lost to Quincy Monday this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, not a t- they had a pretty competitive match last year at the duel. Uh-huh. Yes, I think I don't know if Monday got the first two takedowns, but he definitely got the first takedown. And you're like, whoa! And then Young just kind of wore him down, but then Monday got it done. Uh, and that duel. was, you know, you see, true freshman wrestling Carver Hawkeye <laughs> versus you get another year on you. You've wrestled the guy before. You wrestled in your own home gym, so good progression for Quincy. Yep. Speaking of good progressions, Brayton Lee wins Vegas at 49. Another win over Sammy Sasso, who is maybe going by Sam now. We need to get confirmation, but that's what he was registered as. Okay. But he's Sammy to me. Yeah. Sammy. Unless he tells me, and then I'll listen to him because it's his life, his name. Yaya Thomas once again does everything but beat Max Thompson. Uh, he goes on to have a nice backside run. I still. There was a stall call in that match, right? Yes. Well, yeah, Yaya got two takedowns. Though he, that was his only points. And then Thompson got um, escape, stall, and riding time. Escape, stalls, and riding time. Man. To get to five. That's one way to do it. Yeah. Um, so He rode him out in the third. Tom, t- Yaya looks... Yeah. Uh, outstanding, getting third. Griffin Perriott had a really nice tournament. After he got he got pinned by by Sasso, but then he goes on a run here, beating Puritan and uh, Tom's in back to back before getting majored or almost majored by by Thomas, losing ten three there. So he did great. How about the top four guys at CKLV? Red shirt, red shirt, coming up in weight, coming down in weight. Yeah, mm-hmm. none of these guys were in in the forty nine spectrum last year. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know that what that means, but it definitely happened. Um, but, yeah, Brayton Lee. And, you know, I don't know if it if 49 is more crystallized now or less <laughs> or less so. I feel probably less so. Yeah, I, yeah, like the note in the doc says, you know, Lee clearly a title contender. I feel like it's like, yes, as are, you know, nine or ten guys. I mean, this weight feels like anything could happen on a given weekend. I know we didn't get to see, like, you know, the – Jared Dagan didn't wrestle the whole tournament after he got hurt, so mm-hmm. we didn't get to see him kind of really um, test himself at the field in the same way that maybe we could have. And uh, I, it just—it really feels like this weight has ten guys that are so close that could all—I don't know—could all rise at NCAA's. And I think that makes this a really fun weight, but one that I would be probably last to try to project. Yeah, uh, Dagan does forfeit out, but he does get get a. Classic win over 
Colin Puritan. You have to watch this match. <laughs> it was so fun. It was so Degan. Down 4-1, comes back, riding time. It, it's a whole thing. He had an extra second of riding time that um, had him win it in regulation. He gave up a – what did he give up? A reversal. He cut him and got taken down all within the last, like, maybe 15 seconds of the match. Yeah. I thought – watching it live on the stream, I thought he lost. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. And then he ended up winning in regulation. Uh, with Brayton, I was – I was impressed with Braden winning this for a couple reasons. Number one, because he's a freshman, mm-hmm. even though I thought Sasso was going to win. Um, but number two, he's just always been, to me, a little better at freestyle because of where he's at top-bottom. But he didn't let it be an issue. Um, to neutral against Thompson. Mm-hmm, got the takedown with 30 seconds left, which you you know you say, okay, you're kind of playing with fire there. But that's Brayton's M.O., he, but he was can also win really, matches late. Yeah, but he was also really close to scoring. There were a couple times where I thought he was going to mm-hmm. score in that third period mm-hmm. and didn't, and he just – he Thompson had to shoot, and that goes right into where Brayton is so good defensively. Same situation uh, against Sasso. Got the first two takedowns, took neutral in the third, and then got taken down with 24 seconds left to make it a little closer than it was. He looked like a powerhouse, too. I, I thought he really moved Sammy around mm-hmm. in a way you're not really used to seeing. I thought he looked... He can stand in there and bang with those guys. Yes. And that's what Brayton's really good at. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is a good example of, you know, when we have our, like, debate about auto bottom. You circle a couple matches during the year where you go, we have to win this match. Number one, show our guy we can win. Number two, for seeding purposes. Mm-hmm. These were those matches, right? CKLV semis and finals. You take neutral, and then you can take, you know, bottom in a whole bunch of duels for the rest of the year. But get it done now. Get those wins. So come Big Tens and come, you know, rankings time, you're high up, and take care of business, which is what he did. Is uh, is Buluong kind of like the wild card here at this weight? Just because he beat Brayton, and mm-hmm. we just haven't seen him against, like, a loaded field. Yeah. Or anyone, and he's – I mean, looking at their upcoming schedule, they got Scuffle. He was He'll see Thompson. And Degan. Um, he was wild card going in, Mahler. too. Mahler. I mean, yeah. So he'll hit some of the good guys. And, and then uh, Lugo. Lugo to end the year. So he'll hit some of these these and better guys. So we'll get a better feel of where he's at, too. I know that, you know, transitive property is always a dangerous game. But he, I mean, he beat Brayton Lee 8-3. to three. Like, he controlled that match. Looked really good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he does feel like a big X factor here. Well, like, that was one where Braden got burned from taking bottom. Mm-hmm. He get turned up a bunch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very, very revealing. Now, kind of backtracking a little bit. We didn't really talk about 25 much. It was kind of Mueller's show. We kind of knew that. but So, that aside, he looked excellent. He is excellent. But the story for me are, is Devin Schroeder yeah. and, and Michael D'Agostino. Schroeder, Schroeder, I feel like we've been looking for like that next um, kind of wave or, or that next guy that's going to get into the podium. I feel like it may be Schroeder. Yeah. Right? He's clearly jumped levels from last year. He was always, I think last year, in like the 17-20 ranked range. Mm-hmm. But this year has jumped levels and <laughs> saw him take down Jack Miller, saw him give him problems on top. He's good. He was in that match. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Know? And – that's not an easy task. I did an article kind of like the biggest threats to the top two ranked guys going in. And uh, 
Mueller in his last 23 matches had won 18 by bonus points. Yeah, he just kills dudes. It, it's it's pretty insane the run he went on there last year after getting his red shirt pulled. So for Schroeder to push him mm-hmm. is really impressive. He's really good. I mean, he's got really reliable leg attacks. He gets to legs against good guys. He got to uh, in on Mueller repeatedly. Um, and he's really good on top. He yep. gets the wrist. Mm-hmm. He can tilt you up. That's how he beat Mackle. It was one one shot where he got the takedown, transitioned right into the turn. And that was ball game against Mackle, who we, we all think is pretty good. He beat Joey Prada, who's having a nice year. Mm-hmm. And for for Northwestern, you know, to I, I didn't know that Michael D'Agostino was this good. And I don't know how great he is, right? But he's clearly going to qualify. He's going to be a, a guy that wins matches in NCAAs. He's going to be a guy... He's good in in a lot of different positions, and you know I think he's a guy that could be in the top twelve, you know, potential All American this year. Absolutely, and uh, Sebastian Rivera actually DM'd Flo on November nineteenth and said rank him. <laughs> yeah. He had Sebastian twenty five. He's like rank him. Yeah, because he just beaten he just beaten somebody. Well, look at his he results. Beat, this he year. beat Schwarm a couple times now. I think he beat Schwarm in a duel. And then he beat him yes. again this weekend. So I think that was the win he had back in November. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he beat he's beaten Schwarm twice now. He avenged the loss to Prada. You mentioned the the Mueller win. He's beaten Medley, who's looked good this year. He's beaten Brandon Courtney. So like, there are clearly justifiable results that this guy can navigate himself at least some level pretty far in Tennessee to Blaze. I know it doesn't mean anything because it's like common uh, common opponent thing that Bray was just talking about. He lost by less to Jack Mueller than Sebastian Bray. <laughs> yeah, I know. 3-0. Pretty, pretty impressive. So, which him at 25, which should mean Sebastian at 33, yeah. potentially see Sebastian at 33 at Midlands. And where, where are we seeing Sebastian? I know we're bouncing around, but that's just the nature of the show. Where do you guys feel Sebastian fits at, at 33? To me, he's a guy that can win a title. I don't know if he's a favorite over a DeSanto or a Gross, but yeah, he's in there in that RBY tier, right? He he feels like he's he's very. I I think about him very similar at 33 that I would at 25. Like at 25, you know, obviously Spencer Lee is the big threat. Jack Mueller's beat him, so he kind of feels like a guy who's third who definitely could beat those guys in front of him at 33 feels very similar um with gross and then the way you know as good as DeSantos looked he, he kind of feels like he maybe slots in around three with definitely the potential to win those matches so uh, to me he's really similar either way do we do yeah. we worry about the size at all because he did look tiny against Stevan Micic last year yeah I remember that um and he's wrestled a few guys he beat Cam Sakura 7-3 Earlier this year, Cam's good. Now he weighed in at twenty five for that. Okay, so yeah, against and, and Michich. against Meechich too, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah I'm okay, talking about yeah, against yeah. Meechich. Um, right. So maybe he's gotten bigger too. But he also didn't he just wrestle fifty seven? Yeah, he did. Kilos? So how big can he really <laughs> right. be? To, I mean, I'm, maybe there's a difference. You know, I mean, there is a difference if you have to weigh in at twenty five point oh and bump up versus get a little bigger and you know he just had to touch down to 25 for one day at Mm -hmm. one point in time and probably against not the deepest field i would imagine no probably not but like looking at the 33 pound field like mickey Philippi would really worry me yeah big really good on top super long Mm -hmm. big guy um seth gross same thing but uh, like rby and desanto 
I think is much more favorable matchups where he can try to play the, the takedown game. He got out from Spencer multiple times. He did. Sort yeah. and then but in the Big Ten finals match he struggled to get off bottom. That's a good point. And yeah. Mueller the Mueller match was, was tough. Yeah. Yeah, he struggled he has struggled underneath. Um yeah, I don't know. I to me I I think he's obviously a title contender. I, I don't know how a you know, you say that the DeSanto matchup is maybe a more favorable, and it might be. He may be, like, so slick, but I also feel like he could just get physically overwhelmed a little there. With And that's the ultimate thing with DeSanto. It's like, is he going to melt you, mm-hmm. or can you stand in there and, and endure? And sometimes it's match-to-match with DeSanto or sure. his opponents that he faces because he'll, he'll smash a guy, and then the, the guys will be able to, like, recover. Speaking of... 25. I think I think Wisconsin pulled Eric Barnett this weekend. Yeah. I so. thought that would happen at some point. They're going they're going for it. I'm not sure what where Barnett fits at this point yet. He um his 10 and 1 on the air. He lost to Chris Cannon. He's at Northwestern redshirting um and probably his best win is Trey Keeley, who he did major. Um but we'll see. You know he's going to have the Big 10 schedule coming up in yeah. Midlands. I was a little surprised just because um, Michael Collin hasn't really – Michael Collin has, certainly hasn't been doing terrible at all. He's 4-3. He's beaten, you know, Shalfu, who's who's solid. But I guess upside-wise, pushing for that trophy. Got yeah. got put the best 10 out there. Yeah. There's, there's only one year of Seth Gross. Yep. You're not, you don't want any like, well, what, could, could we have gotten five more points out of this, out of this weight class? And it might be, be the best thing for Barnett, too. Yeah. If they feel he's ready, the the best thing for his development could be to just be in the lineup week in and week out. The next question for them is Christensen at 97, mm-hmm. which I thought was more likely than Barnett from Jump Street, but it still hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I'm curious to see if they pull the, pull the trigger on Christensen. And then if Sebastian can stay healthy. I know we're getting off CKLV for a second. No, we but, go, we but go that's, where we please. You know? th- that's important for them too is keeping Johnny Wrestling healthy. 33, Tucker over Bridges. Uh, Bridges took out Lovett. Tucker took out Dylan Koontz in the semis. A, kind of a surprise semifinalist. But Shout out Dylan Koontz. Shout out Dylan Koontz. They, he always talks about how they make him just wrestle in the corner, <laughs> but I feel <laughs> like they let him wrestle on the regular mats now, and yeah. it's paying off. Get out there in those center mats, young fella. <laughs> yeah, do, Dude, it, do what you feel. When he, he Koontz had a match in the first round against Josh Kramer, who we were all really high on. He had a weekend at Journeyman where he beat four-ranked guys, and we are like, oh, Kramer, Kramer's coming. He looked really good against RBY, even in a loss. And then Koontz knocked him off, and, yeah, it was bizarre. But Koontz not only beat – um, beat Kramer, but he also beat Trombley in the quarters. So, yeah, really nice result for Koontz. That was surprising. Yeah, I don't think there's anything uh, long-term to make Still it. Still think Kenner's the guy? Yeah, yes. I do. Yes. I don't have any reason to think. Yeah. Can he make the weight consistently? Well, have you heard that that's an issue? Well, I just I – assume, I assume that's why he was not here. Yeah, I do not know. In Vegas. I should probably try to find out. True freshman did well though. Like you said, love it getting third. Moshe getting fifth. Um, Todd Small getting fourth is good because who knows when Austin's coming back? Man, I feel it's like gonna be a while. We went ahead and pulled the trigger on ranking Todd Small too. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Todd not small. Yeah, I um, just I don't think I don't think we're gonna see Gomez for a little while, and that's 
I mean, good for Todd Small, right, that he's getting getting it done in his opportunity, but obviously stinks for Austin. 65, no, nothing uh, earth-shattering there. White over shields. Um, white, you know, it was a very Isaiah White tournament. <laughs> yeah. He's a hard guy to score on. Apparently he said he could have won the match in regulation. <laughs> That was goofy. Just didn't want to? Yes. Oh. Uh, Space said that. In We've the, all been there. In, in his interview. Just wanted to get some mat time in. Yeah, get that mat time. And then Bullard and uh, yeah. Ethan Smith getting third and fourth, which I thought was good progress for them. Um, been, yeah. In addition to D'Augustino getting third, Shane Oster got six. So no Rivera, but they made up for a little bit with yeah. 25 and 65. Also, Shane Oster was 149. Last year. Yep. Yeah. But now he's ranked in the top 20 at one. Chris Stornell's letting those guys eat. Thomas gets to go up. Sebastian's going up. I still am not sure how Ryan Deacon looks like the biggest person. He let Ryan Deacon go up last year. Yeah. A couple years ago. It looks like Ryan Deacon. I feel like if Ryan Deacon went up to 74, he would look like just as big as any of those guys. Mm-hmm. I wonder. He's, he's huge. What if the team had a come to Jesus moment like, Coach, we're really hungry. We big, okay. as, we big as hell. Yeah. Uh, no, I remember at Big Tens last year, uh, Ryan Deacon the day before was drilling with Andrew Howe and was bigger than Andrew Howe. He's bigger. So explain 100%. anything to me. There's some sort of – is there something uh, – David Brace from Colorado, just like Ryan Deacon. Oh, maybe Deacon. it's an yeah. altitude thing. Is it yeah. an altitude affecting bone density yes. affecting his weight? Yeah, I was, I'm really glad you guys brought that up. I didn't know if you guys were uh, – aware of that situation but yeah i mean your bones are just not quite as dense when you're born above six thousand feet elevation um or actually above five thousand so uh, i think that's probably what it is so five thousand is the the threshold so that explains yeah, it it's five so you may it makes you wonder why is uh is is colorado a little under recruited with that regard do they do they miscalculate the potential weight classes they're gonna wrestle at i think they do yeah Okay. Well, we, we stumbled upon Does Northern that. Colorado and Wyoming have advantages? Mm. Oh, definitely. Yes. They absolutely do. Yes. Should they be subject to NCAA sanctions? Possibly. Possibly for training at altitude. It's not fair. That's, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Well, speaking of Northern Colorado, Moshe Schwartz, I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah. He's a pretty tough cookie. I mean, he was in high school as well. Beat, um, beat Robbie Howard. Beat Robbie Howard. His senior year. So... He had, yeah, he had a couple ranked wins this weekend. Schwartz did. He beat um, Varndell from Edinburgh and Madrigal from Oklahoma. and Almost um, beat Bridges. He was really close with, with Montori. Montori needed a late takedown. That was a good match. It was, it was a, a great match. match. There, so. Of which there were many at Cliff Keen, Las Vegas. 74, uh, shout-out Dylan Lighty getting it done. Always aggressive. He takes out uh, Labriola and Steyer back-to-back. That's a heck of a run. He beat Romero. Romero's uh, – Quietly looked pretty solid this year. Mm-hmm. So, g- great job by him. And Purdue is kind of a – man, That we've been talking about Purdue for a while now, and this was a – this is as close as a coming out party as they've really had, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Schroeder looks great. They pulled Ford Melton. Um, we'll see with him. Better days probably coming for him. Perriott's run to four fourth. is yeah. really good. I mean, you get fourth, but the guys he beat, super impressive – Kendall Coleman, Casey Stampede, he's looked great all year. Of course, he, you know, I won't even say coming back down to earth, but kind of his losses we, were to Hydley and Carr. Yeah, yeah, he lost to yeah at the time he performed one to two. his seed number two and three. Yeah, performed to his seed, performed to his ranking. Yeah. Well, what I think we do now know, I, I think 
he's not going to enter that top tier echelon. He's, yeah. he's not a title contender, but he's definitely a guy that can place and potentially place like maybe top five yeah. if, if he gets it all together. Uh, Lighty wins, right? Mm-hmm. He looks really good. Brunner, which is pronounced Bruner, though it's spelled Brunner, so I have a hard time. But Ninehouse, who has probably had a lifetime of having his name mispronounced because there's an N and a J next to each other. Phonetically spelled Nishenhus, I guess, yeah. if, you in, if you botched but it. Ninehouse DM me and said it's Bruner, so I guess we have to call him yeah, Bruner now. Yeah, you have to. I don't know how you guys didn't know that. Because I have been calling him Bruner this entire time. Because of, well, because Nomad. of phonics, Nomad. There's Nomad, two ends in a row. There's rules. There's laws. And, you know, sometimes you don't like refrigerators because of I don't, the state I, I, I've said Bruner like a hundred. I don't know how you guys never Well, that it. doesn't mean I subscribe to it. Phonetically. You, you, you can't subscribe. You have to subscribe to how they well, want to pronounce the name. Well, do you think how you say every word? I've just always – were you under the impression I took your pronunciation for every word is like gospel? No, but I'm saying we knew <laughs> Bruner's pronunciation a while ago. You chose – I chose. You chose. I chose to the hate English him, language. Is what to I chose. hate him and neglect him. What'd you say, Bray? I said that was your first mistake. Choosing yeah, the English yeah. language. Yeah, Bray, didn't you teach something like Englishy? Yes, Englishy. Help me out. I, no, that's that's phonetically it's it's Brunner, but uh, apparently it's, we're wrong. We're wrong, and um, I won't admit it, but I will say Brunner as much as I can possibly remember. Purdue half their team placed. Uh, Best CKLV performance ever by them. Obviously, best of the Ursuline era. List the teams they beat. Iowa State, Minnesota, NC State, Northwestern, Oklahoma, Cornell, Tech, Wyoming, Virginia. Yeah, really, really good performance. Ursuline's done a great job since he's been there, and it feels like it's finally all, like, coming together. Like, they're super solid from top to bottom. They're starting to recruit really well, and just... This, this might be the first year of all his dudes, too. Yeah. I think. Maybe. Well, yeah, fifth year. Fifth year would be that. So kind of everybody in there. And then just just buy-in, man. Like, Lighty was pissed after his interview wow. that he didn't score more bonus points along the way to help the team because they really wanted to do even better. in the, in the Like, they were disappointed with their fifth well, because, of their, because of their expectations for themselves going in. He, I think he, he did his job. He did his job. He, I, I agree, but I'm saying he's got very high expectations for himself this year, and I think it's part of why he's he played doing a, so well this he, year. But also, he played a very calculated chess match in both his bouts. He he really was not ultra-offensive. He picked his spot with, with Labriola and Steyer mm-hmm. and, uh, and beat them both. So that was, that was 74. 84, I mean, talk about a next topic. Zahid Valencia just... He, he, like, drilled his way to a title here, bonusing his way, beating Heidley, who was kind of a story, um, beating Lujan 8-4, three takedowns. I, I mean, he looks ultra impressive. I think I think his power and his explosion, like, shocks people. <laughs> like, just that low to high thing. Uh, someone was saying he's, like, he's, like, very, like, basic and fundamental. I think his style is completely unique. It's not... I think there are tenets of like basic head hands that that he does have, but like you look at his style, it's incredibly unique. It's also one that doesn't for Luhan doesn't match up very well because he doesn't like all his takedowns. He did not give Luhan a chance to scramble. Nope. Like it was just like putting you done takedown. 
And obviously, Hayden known for his underhook as well, but they're mm-hmm. very different. Very different. Mm-hmm. Hayden will get in there and, like, hang and, like, work from there, whereas, like, Trent will just come, like, low to high and, like, explode through you. He won't even be touching you, and the next thing you know, you're taken down because he yeah, just blew through a, you with an underhook. It's a blast or, underhook. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. <laughs> blast underhook. It's very rare. It's all those hoagies. It's all those hoagies. Mm. So he, he looked great. This weight was so dang good. Hunter Boland, shout out, VT, Christiansburg's own, although I think he's kind of— Cowboy, right? Think he, what they call Chris, him? I think he's from Floyd County, which is, like, even more country than Christiansburg. I think they call him the Christiansburg Cowboy, though. I need confirmation on the Floyd County. Boland Lujan, one, was good. Bray, you had Boland Lujan, two. Yeah. Also excellent, right? Also good. I mean, so Boland, um, yeah, he, I mean, he just—he made adjustments and, and looked really solid. There were— both of those matches, like, you know, there were points in the match where it felt like Lujan was going to win and points where it felt like Bowen was going to win. I, that's a match I would watch many times over. Like, any time those guys hit, they're, they're – it's, you know, yeah, it never felt like one guy dominated. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Dagan and Lugo where it feels like they're just continuously re- uh, wrestling this really long match every time they just sort of pick up where they left <laughs> they're off. They're just picking it up. Yeah, and, and it's just going to go back and forth forever and ever. But um, – yeah. But yeah, like bowling. I mean, yeah. Plus, every time they wrestle, they score you know fifteen plus points combined, and uh, so yeah, it was that was a good match. Better days to come for the homie Ben Darmstadt, or as Sion called him, <laughs> Ben Darmstadt. Yeah, um, that was one of my favorites. It, it sounded like a cough medicine when Sion said it at sushi that night, and he said it twice, and it was just a, it was just delightful. Darmstadt. Darmstadt, Robitussin. Thermostat. Thermostat. <laughs> uh, he beat Colbre, but then got pinned by Vince. He was also pinned by Owen Webster, so not his finest showing. Lujan smashed Vince, or not smashed, 12 9 is not bad. A little closer result for Vince. It looked like 12. He previously had smashed Vince. Yes. This one was well, much closer. Yeah, th- that match was, I called that match too, and like, Venz came out to a, a lead. Like he, I think he got a takedown, maybe two takedowns, uh, takedown of back something, and then and then Luhan had to come back. And so, kind of the second half of the match, it was all Luhan. So I could, it makes sense why you'd say smashed him because for part of the match he, he sort of did, but had to come from behind. Man, I in as far as pecking order at this weight class, I mean, I guess it, it's really interesting because I was like, Hayden Hiley is going to be a classic guy. He got his high ranking. He had that great weekend, but. Such a tough tournament. He's probably going to come in and he'll, he'll lose a match to a really good guy and then, you know, maybe come back down to earth. And, man, he beat he beat Luhan. He made the made the finals. Of course, Zahid happened, and Zahid just happens, right? But um, he's – right now he's the, he's the number two guy. Yeah. Yeah, at, at this point the question, and it's not so much a question specifically about Trent as much as just like a general one that we have – for freshmen sometimes is like will he hit a freshman wall like mm-hmm. going into march as opposed to you know you know can he make it through february can he make it through march but i don't really see now is he gonna go to scuffle will he be a scuffalonian yeah i will be a scuffalonian show of hands who's a scuffalonian in here i am just Bray and I. They have it on their schedule. I know a lot of times they just send like a partial team, but right. I think that's when they don't have it on their schedule. It's on their schedule this year, so we'll, I don't know. We'll find out when he wrestles or doesn't right. wrestle that. Correct. So that could potentially be one. Um, you know, uh, Stefan just beat Nelson Brand, so that could be a match. And then obviously Bolin on the 14th. So he's looking at 
potentially having a tremendously good record going into postseason. Yeah. Uh, like him a lot. We got a set of brothers, both ranked second in the country. That's pretty good. What we think about that? Great job by the Highlanders. First time since Stevers? That they were both ranked number two or just ranked this high? They, I guess, like top three ish. Hmm. 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 Hunter, Hunter beat um, Kelton Russell that one year and won Vegas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they were both probably ranked pretty high then. He might not have won Vegas. Or did he beat, did he beat Mangrum there? I can't remember. Regardless. Yeah, they were both. It's been a while for for the brothers. It's been a while. Wow, a stained <laughs> reference. First, may, dare I say, the first stained reference in FRL history. You're welcome. Wow, it took 437 <laughs> episodes. You thought it would have happened earlier in the in the between 80 and 120 is when most podcasts drop a stained reference. But here we made it 430 437 before we had to. It's probably a good thing. It's a good th- no. It's a good thing. 197. Colin Moore. He looks fantastic. Smashed his way through. Although tight one with Norfleet. The Norfleet one was crazy. Five yep. three and Norfleet almost had a takedown. He was out of bounds. Yeah, but it was really close. Yeah, it, yeah. Right at the end of the match, and it was like kind of almost a 50-50 position, and Norfleet came out like sort of more on top, but yeah, out of bounds. Um, it was one of those where Colin Moore controlled the action throughout the match but just kept it within two points and you know this the two takedowns he had were impressive and it just felt like okay it's definitely all more and then is like close enough at the end that Norfleet had a chance and so that's I don't know that's kind of why I'm not ready to say next topic on 97 mm-hmm. it's because Colin has close matches yeah he do yeah I, don't, I yeah. had a his interview was really good. I love. I mean, Miles Martin was the next topic. If right. there ever was a next topic, yeah, that's that is one of the biggest upsets of it. it really of is all yes. time. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else you can say. That is an unbelievable. He teched him multiple times earlier in the same season. <sighs> oh man, crazy. Um, but yeah, Colin Moore. So I've now interviewed him three times after wow. winning CKLV. Which Guys is friends or what? Uh, apparently, you know, we're buddies. Um, <laughs> but, like, just it, it was, I don't know, he's always very candid. So it was interesting to hear him talk mm-hmm. about, number one, I said, you know, look, you're known to have sometimes, you know, inconsistent performances. How do you deal with that? And also how do you deal with, you know, people, you know, not knowing what's going on, right? Maybe you're banged up. Maybe you're, like, so you're trying to conserve energy or whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I definitely get, get annoyed with that sometimes. But what I've learned through my years is – no one cares. Your opponent doesn't care. Hmm. Coach, like, not the coach doesn't care, but, like, your coach doesn't care. The ref doesn't care. Like, you just got to go out and wrestle and make it happen. And that was a good bit of maturity for him. And along that same vein of the maturity thing, he goes, you know, it's interesting. This year, before I had Bo Jordan and Kyle Snyder and all these, you know, Joey McKenna, all these professionals, that I didn't have to go to them and go, hey, man, you ready to go? Like, and whereas, you know, for this, I'm trying to be that guy for the freshmen so that they can become professionals um, and they can pave the way down the line. So that was interesting to, like, hear him talk about kind of getting brought up through that program with all those incredible All-Americans and leaders. Interesting byproduct of CKLV is that Ohio State goes to third in the individual <laughs> rankings. They had a good the tournament. tournament. They did have a good tournament. Uh, they look good. 
So that's that's interesting. I guess what what was their big bump? Um, yeah, Nebraska. Maybe, actually, should we have Andrew Spencer Spay uh, hop on? Timeshare time. Timeshare time share time. Tagging out. So we're tagging out, Bray. Hey, hit the. Uh, we're bringing in Spay. Oh, thanks for keeping it warm. Yeah, ding it, good. ding it real quick. Um, so there's Andrew Spay. Andrew oh, Spencer Spay. Nebraska won, but because it's used we compiling individual jam. rankings, yeah, they dropped from third to fifth. It'd be like that. Uh, so, what were the big moves for Ohio State that they were able to lose to Nebraska, but pass, become the number three team in the country? Yeah, I gotta have to uh, look at all the Ohio like, State did moves. Sasser I did take not, a big, yeah. big jump. I did not uh, look at that ahead of time. All right. Well, then we will move on. <laughs> it's, it's the worst timeshare ever. Do yeah, we wanna, great segment. Good to see at, everybody after a good uh, holiday let's, party. Let's by skewer Spay. A great holiday party. Bracky was missed. Um, yeah, Bracky, yep. what is this child excuse again? Dadkey? No, nah, Hayden's got a little cold, and I didn't mm. want to leave him at home with Olivia just on her own dealing with that. Just to, well, go party to be fair, friends. you would be partying while right. you're at home. Yeah. So I feel like that would have made up for it in yeah. Olivia's eyes. Well, you know what? We watched freaking a bunch of episodes of Real Housewives of in- <laughs> Insert City here. Uh, there was Orange County in Dallas in the New Jersey one that takes place a lot of times in Paramus. Oh, shout um, out, Paramus. But Burton Catholic. Those yeah, people, baby. they just leave their kids all the time and go party, so maybe I should have. See? Yeah. You learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. <laughs> those They are great models for uh, proper parentage, the real housewives, because but they're real. I saw it's authentic. <laughs> Nomad saying 69, the summer of so, 69. Summer of 69. There were some... I, uh, the cord of my mic fell out midway through which was great that's probably good for everybody yeah because yeah. travis did not know the lyrics well it's good thing it's karaoke a, and it's, they have the lyrics for you yeah they but he's still but he's illiterate <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, he travis is a great reader did he John get kicked Michael out Zach no was supposed to like social one of those joe canyon gave him the, <laughs> like hey uh social these guys doing their karaoke he was like nope not happening <laughs> <laughs> he sent back quite a negative response that uh then, uh, John Michael off. Zach was on fire last night. He wasn't even there. I so saw Justin Hale took his shirt off again. Justin Hale's Hale going. of Behind the Dirt fame. Uh, every year he takes his shirt off, and uh, this year was no different. He the, had a big gold chain. Took that off. He also had to. Ha- he's saying, "You got to fight for your right to party." It's also like it's just kind of like a reminder every year just how jacked he is. Yeah, yeah. Because like he always wears like kind of bigger clothes. Yeah, like stuff mm. where you really can't tell. He's not like a. Uh, Pat Noonan that wears really tight clothes. Yeah, Pat Noonan. Very he badly called it. It was like there was only a matter of time before that happened. He remembered him from the last years. It's the same karaoke band. The guy's like, ah, yes, the guy that takes his shirt yeah. off. He said, <laughs> the guy said, I knew it was only a matter of time. It was so funny. Like the karaoke band, they do all these shows. The, the band's like really good. And they're like, yeah, I said, he remembers that Justin is the guy yeah. that takes his shirt off I'm every I'm sure year. there's a guy at every party they go to that takes his shirt off. Yeah. He used to be Nomad, but he doesn't take his shirt off anymore. I know. Just because, why? Because you only get the shock factor so many times. No. Because the hailstorm is totally just – Also, you don't yeah, Justin goes act. on first, and then it's like, well, that makes can't it follow funnier. it. <laughs> you, you could be can't the, do the it. prelude. Okay. Uh, 84 we did. 97, Colin Moore we talked about. Mason Paris. Uh, predictably, I think we all thought he would win this way, and he did. 
not really challenged at any point. He's pretty dominant. He had a lot of uh, a lot of bonus points. The six one over Christian Lance, and then the the six three final over Tanner Hall. Yeah, down to business. He looks good, and he's. Um, um, while we're oh yeah near these upperweights, you want to talk about Princeton, Iowa, the ninety seven with Warner beating Brucky? Yeah, let's do that. Um, let's talk about one ninety seven. So close match, really tight one. And Warner had to go and get it. He was down one. Yeah. Late. Had to get get a single leg. Got the finish. Got to be really encouraged if you're you're an Iowa fan for for how good he looked in that match. Speaking about celebrations, he was fired the f up. He was excited. Well, it was again. That's something that goes back to high school. Yeah. Brucky got him when they were freshmen at Midlands. They didn't wrestle last year because Warner was coming off. Juniors or U23s, I can't remember. U23s. Yeah, U23s. And then this year. And he didn't Midlands. They didn't. Last yeah, they year. didn't meet. I don't oh, think yeah. Prince... He, got Slo- he lost to Tanner Sloan. Yes, that's yes, what it was. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and he was ranked below him, so he had some stuff to prove. Yeah, big big win. So he jumps up to two. It was impressive to see him go and get it because um, he was trailing pretty much the entire third period and hadn't really come close. And then in that last 20 seconds, he fired off a really good attempt and, and finished, which isn't easy to do. No, not against not against. And especially, Brucky. Brucky was coming off a Friday night where he almost majored Dakota Gear. Yes. So that was impressive. Yeah, very impressive. So to discuss that duel, um, as we knew, no Spencer Lee, he will – they have not said it. I don't believe they've said the words he's wrestling at Fort Worth. Well, but I think no, one has, said, no one has yeah, said them publicly. Right. Those words – they will not say it, but I do think that is what is yeah. going to happen. Um, Let's check the registration. Coach, Coach Brands alluded to it. So Spencer there, Cashman in. Glory looks good. Glory also beats Pitch this weekend, eight to four. Uh, I have not got to watch that match yet, so I will not be able to talk about it other than knowing that he won in Stillwater. Yeah, uh, I haven't got to watch it yet either. But I did. I know Glory was up. Like I think six four in the third period because I heard an interview with Coach Ayers and he was talking about how impressed he was with uh, Glory because he's like he could have just sat on the lead and tried to ride it out and he went and got another takedown. Yeah, well that's <clears throat> that's a big part of why we've always loved Pat Glory. We've always thought that he was going to do very well coming in. Obviously he had an excellent freshman year, and then the the whole point of this weekend for me now obviously Spencer didn't wrestle so we didn't get to see that, but we could see him against Pitch. And he didn't get turned. He is clearly better than Pitch on his feet. In their matches, he's won yeah. takedown battle. He's either won or tied the takedown battle every single time. So he knows how to That's take crazy, Pitch man. down, but Pitch is excellent on top, and he was able to get out and That is turns. crazy because Pitch is excellent Pitch on is his so feet. so good on his yeah. feet. It's weird that anyone, anyone in the country is like just decidedly, other than like Spencer, is just like way better than Nick on his feet. Right. I just think he's so good from neutral. But like, yes. It's just like a... I'm not gonna say it's just a matchup thing because Glory is so good from his feet, but man, it's crazy. He's he's a he's an excellent neutral wrestler with a lot of attacks and a lot of ways to score. Uh, uh, D'Angelo pushed Lugo to tiebreakers where Lugo got say, the. You could say Lugo really pushed That's D'Angelo. That's true. There we, was one of those out of bounds stall calls, and a, we watched it this morning. It was mint. Yeah, <laughs> mint. Um, mint. Lugo gets an underhook right off a restart, walks D'Angelo straight back to the edge, and then D'Angelo tries to circle back in and does so 
all the way around to the other side of the mat when they finally go out of bounds. Stall call Lugo. Classic. Classic. It was, it was, uh, what would we count? 16 shuffles? 16 shuffles. Yes. Um, they weren't even the Cupid variety, which we saw that last night as well at the, at the holiday mm-hmm. offsite. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a, one of the finest moments in the push out stall era, in my opinion. But yeah, Lugo got it done. Really, really close match, though. And then go up to 57, where. One of the biggest upsets of the weekend, Young goes down to yeah, Pepsi Monday. It was a takedown in like the first 30 seconds that decided it. Yeah. It was kind of one of those flash takedowns, and Monday got like two seconds of riding time, and Young was out. And then there was no. There was a. Uh, Monday got in on a uh, kind of like a little DeSanto, like fireman's carry, mm-hmm. and Young almost countered that later in the first period. But other than that. Young wasn't that close. No, no, he wasn't. Monday is another one, too, who in high school, there was potential and you saw it, but there wasn't a great deal of results. And then as a senior, he really came on. Mm-hmm. And so you wonder if that's just kind of going to – that's just him a little bit where, you know, maybe he needs a year in the program to, to get himself going and then phew, he can take off. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure he's taking off. or I mean, he lost to Jesse Delavecchia this year already, yep. which to me says he's not jumped – Significant levels, and he was in a match with Caleb Young. I think he matches up pretty well with Young. Even he was he lost a, him. a headlock away from losing to Josh Humphreys. Right. So I'm not sure he's. Um, I'm not sure where he is at, at 57. He beat Caleb Young, and and that says a lot. That guy was the consensus preseason <laughs> number two, but he's since lost to Carr, and now uh, Monday is Caleb Young vulnerable against the Sons of Legends? Wow. I think we have to say yes. What other? Right, Mike so, Wyatt Sheets. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, Wyatt Sheets. <laughs> Man, why this could get interesting. If he loses to Wyatt Sheets, then it really is like the legendary um, father component. Because <laughs> Wyatt Sheets is is uh, is kind of still figuring it out a little Son bit. Son of Oklahoma Mike State, Sheets, if you don't know, Oklahoma State two-time NCAA champion. Pretty sure he was like everyone's like he was like one of the best refs too. Like, oh really? He, yeah, he was like an NCAA official, I think. I was like, oh, he was great, but he's like not anymore. Also, so was Derek Fix. Did you guys know that? No, I had no idea. Derek, I, was I, like, yeah, I didn't know that until like kind of recently. I I was like, what? I was like, well, one, why are you not doing it anymore? We could definitely use <laughs> excellent officials. I want Mike Sheets and Derek Fix to be officiating matches so badly. They ain't calling that edge rule. Maybe because oh, there's crazy. kids are wrestling in college, and it would be conflicting. Listen. Interest. Big idea. They don't. They don't officiate those matches. But if I'm in the official association, I'm like we can make this work, guys. You know, we can figure it out. You know, you do the ACC stuff or whatever. I guess Derek's pretty busy with the whole RTC co- coach thing. RTC coach thing. But at the same time, well-rounded. I'm just saying. <laughs> look, well, maybe the time will come. You know, Der- Dayton will graduate and he'll move on, and it'll be time. D- Derek is still in his prime for. Officiating. Oh, Derek's still young enough to to officiate. No yeah. question. There's no some question. there's some white-haired officials off, and they're they're some of the best seasoned. Uh, okay, little official talk. Sometimes we talk about refs. <laughs> Trying to think anything else thing. in that duel. Well, there, weren't there three upsets? So Warner, Warner, Young, Young. Oh, Nelson Brands. No, yes, and just uh, Stefanik. This is the really stickiness. We're back to the stickiness, guys. Yeah. The Iowa guys not super sticky. They're not. They're not gonna hang at those spots. Uh, we we thought Nelson was very volatile. 
<laughs> he was. He lost to a good Travis Stefanik, but, you know, not as sticky. Caleb Young, not as sticky, right? And in Lugo, right there with uh, D'Angelo. So the stickiness is kind of rearing itself. Yeah, expect some volatility. It's uh, And then we heard from uh, some Iowa fans about uh, Paris passing Cassiopeia 285. <laughs> Yes, I'm, this this is the perfect transition. I sympathize because everybody that wants Skew their team spay. to be ranked high, and uh, you know, we're, but we try to call it like we see it. We look at the resumes. Mason Paris did not have that signature win yet. He avenged thrice the Matt Stencil loss, so he passes Matt Stencil, but he hadn't beat anybody at the next level. Then he takes out Hall, wins CKLV, and now you have four wins against all Americans this year against Cassiopeia, who has the win against. Hilger, who is one All-American, Mason Paris did enough at CKLV to pass him, and that's what happened at 285. Hilger or uh, Cassiopeia this year, his wins are Grayson Walthall, Gannon Gremmel, Trent Hilger, Aiden Connor. Yeah, and, and Gremmel is a good win. He's going to be ranked the, the whole year. Um, but when you just compare A versus B, and Cassiopeia does not have a long history. He had a good redshirt year, but nothing you know spectacular. I don't think he beat any All-Americans last year. And Mason Paris did have a pretty good season last year as a true freshman. I think it's fair. I mean, I think third preseason or third at this point in the season is I think it's quite reasonable for Cassiopeia. And Absolutely. you know what? They're in the same conference. They'll probably duel. And um, February eighth. I bet whoever wins that match will earn the higher ranking at that point. Yeah. That's a little. That's my Tuesday headline for that. After There's that. another. Eighty four. We gotta talk about. Well, mm. there's an Iowa fan mad that Kimmer is behind Cutler on Facebook well, right now. I mean, I mean, well, that's because I think well, Kimmer has probably because no, Kimmer is, didn't wrestle last year. I know, and, and never wrestled at seventy four until this year. So you got to give the benefit of the doubt to Cutler until Kimmer. And Cutler is probably as good, has been as good, if not better, at seventy four than he was at fifty seven. Yeah, but yeah. also, I'll say. You know, I think Kimmer's probably the second best guy. So I understand if I'm an Iowa fan, I'm like, yeah, I like our guy. Sure. If you were setting Vegas odds, if you said let's handicap like a neutral match between Cutler and Kemmer at NCAAs, maybe the money's on Kemmer. And that's that's probably what would happen, you know, by some margin. Not a huge one. But that's not rankings. Yeah. That's Vegas. That's predictions. I do want to know, Spay, uh, how, how you could just callously disregard callously. a Big Ten win – by Nick Lee over Mitch McKee. Yeah. Oh, you just, okay. you just threw yeah, out this, is, this, this is Big Ten good. result. Nick Lee, in fact, did beat Mitch McKee at uh, Big Tens. However, after that, he lost to Dom Demas at NCAAs. Yep. So if we count the Big Tens, how are we going to ignore NCAAs? If that's the thing, is that we have to go back to Big Tens. Either you ignore Big Tens or you ignore NCAAs. And I chose not to ignore NCAAs. Mitch McKee over Dom Demas. Dom Demas over Nick Lee. That's how it goes. Two, three, four. That was a setup, by the way. Cold setup. For, for <laughs> Spay, because that was a terrible argument by the Penn State fans. It, I understand where the Penn State fans are coming from. They're no, looking I don't. At what hap- well, they're looking at NCAAs well, is more recent than Big Tens. Yeah, but Deal they're looking it. at their guy. And they go, it doesn't compute to them that Nick Lee is below Mitch McKee when in their minds – Nick Lee is obviously better than Mitch McKee, and he proved it, but that was last year. Based on these rankings this year, we have over a month, we have a CKLV, and Nick Lee, unfortunately, no fault of his own, is not going to see uh, either of these guys until November. Or uh, February, I should say. Yeah. It is November. He's not. And Mitch McKee, he's got a really tough back end. We looked at that yesterday. 
uh, he, in a row, he's going to see Pletcher, uh, McKee, uh, Chad Red, Max Murin, and Tristan Moran, all guys in the top ten. But also rankings don't matter. Also that, yeah. But thank you for reading. But we do want to skewer you about 184. Yeah, you have to be skewered. Uh, 184, um, I knew that was coming. You have disrespected the Floyd County Christiansburg Cowboy, Hunter Bolin. And I'll say for the last time. <laughs> for the last time, honestly. Thank you for uh, assigning a personal vendetta so that, that. He splits, a motivation. He splits against Lujan, winning the last one. Recent yes. result, And Lujan beats Vince twice, and Bolin outplaces Vince. Yet he's Bolin should be ahead of Vince. I brought Guys, this up to him yesterday. Yeah, look, here is the thing. I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Scott. I was waiting on it. I was waiting on your, I was like, oh, your rebuttal. Yeah. I have a serious explanation for this, and it is – I ran out of time and I missed that fact. And uh, I was – I betrayed my own reasoning. I, you know, I used Vens, and I think in my mind I looked at it and I went, Vens is a former All-American, but that was two years ago. Uh, so that makes sense. Bolin is yet to AA or whatever. It, but Bolin's a former VHSL state champion. Ooh, and okay. you, didn't even, you don't even factor that in. I did, yeah. And there are I, not, believe me, there are not many VHSL state champions. I did, in my fairness, forget that fact. It's funny because you actually made it harder on yourself because with Nelson losing and Shakur coming out, you could have just done the top six in order from CKLV. And then yeah. you would have had some, because Darmstadt, Embry, Colbray, then there could have been some stuff there. Darmstadt. But there's a lot you could have just went I the top six in order, and it would have, everyone would have been fine with it. Uh, we, Let's I just know say we, I've had some regrets in my life. We got a question about uh, how we could rank Seabass third at what? 133. Is that too high or too low in their mind? It was too high, I believe, okay. in the, their mind with what they were asking. They didn't understand how he could be ahead of RBY. Mm. But I... Well, beats, Two wins over Spencer he beat Lee. Spencer Lee twice. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good yeah, resume. I mean, if you look at Spen- uh, Sebastian Rivera's uh, record last year, pretty dang good. And I, you know, RBY is the same thing with a lot of the Penn State guys. They don't, they didn't hit a lot of guys. They don't have a as full of a calendar of uh, matches. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know how else to say it, but he doesn't hit the guys. He could be better. He could be a like. Head-to-head and all that matters is March and NCAAs. I totally get all that, but if we're doing rankings based on results, which we are, it is what it is. Sebastian's only losses last year were Jack Mueller and Micic. And Micich. Pretty yeah. decent. Yeah, not bad. So I think, I think it's pretty, Anything else? Yeah, he was the number one seed going into NCAAs, right? He yes. was undefeated. Yeah, he was an undefeated Big Ten champion with two wins over Spencer. He's, he's very clearly, I think, should be ahead of um, – Yeah. RBY got a lot of talent and did really well for true freshmen, but I don't I didn't result wise. Yeah. I mean I uh I can see where people think, well, RBY is gonna be better or whatever, but man. Well C-Bass. we're we're doing a good job of segueing. Let's go to Penn State, uh where some stuff's happening, right? Aaron yeah. Brooks comes out of red shirt. Yeah. Did not know that was coming. That was a surprise to me. I figured I mean Shakur was coming back. So it's one of two things is this means. It either means Shakur is very hurt and not recovering well and will not be maybe back or able to wrestle on the level and they need they need points at 84 or Shakur's going up. They need they need Brooks's points. They feel like this is what they have to do in order to challenge Iowa. I do think it's a, a necessary chess move. I think I think Brooks is fantastic. I think we all we're saying, hey, if there's a next like transcendent major point score, probably going to be Aaron Brooks. I think we even 
got an FRL question about that, and we said him. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been super high on Brooks. They, I'm sure he's doing great in the room. I, I had also heard though another reason I didn't think this was coming was he was hurt at Junior Worlds. Yep. And I was like, yeah, this year is going to be kind of like redshirt, recover, and get ready for next year, and get healthy, et cetera, et cetera. But looked very healthy to me. Two, two good wins. He beat Weiler, and then um, I think it was just a decision win at, against Penn. But nope, major. I'm pretty sure you got a tech fall. All right. Memory is slowly fading. Um, but he's looked great. Really good. Yep. But I don't know what it means yet. 19 to 4 tech fall. All right. <laughs> Some call those big decisions. That's a big decision. It's <laughs> still a decision. It was just like it was like three decisions. And he'll he'll have good chances to climb up the rankings here. You know, they go to scuffle, which it looks like According to Southern Scuffle Twitter account, NC State sending a full team. Okay. Um, he gets Vince. He'll have Nelson Brands. Um, Wait, do you think he's Penn State doesn't go to the Scuffle this year though? Oh gosh, oh. dang it! I'm so used to them just going every year. Yeah. Do we wonder if they're uh, Nomad has it's, hypothesized maybe they'll send some guys? Yeah. It just doesn't seem like something they would do though. It does, but or it doesn't. I doesn't. guess right. <clears throat> Screwed that up. But this is a weird year for them. And I don't – and because you talked about this the other day. When Mark Hall's redshirt got pulled, even though it came in, what, late January, mid-January, mm-hmm. it still always seemed like the plan. Whereas with this, you, know, media, you go back to media day, Kale says, Shakur's going to be fine. He's coming off ACL, obviously, so we're, he's going to be long slowly, but he's going to be fine, so we're going to redshirt Brooks. And my understanding from talking to – you know, Brooks people is they wanted him to redshirt, focus on freestyle this year. So everybody seemed hunky dory. Yeah, and, and he is going to the Olympic trials qualifier apparently, right? Yeah, he is going to Fort Worth. So, so no scuffle. Which, so not likely scuffle. Yeah. But, you know, it's only a couple. It's like you have ten days to recover from a freestyle tournament. I don't. Yeah. So we'll see what they do with Brooks. What they do with Shakur. I haven't heard anything, but. Connell hasn't shown many signs that he's going to get a lot better, but still December. There was a question of uh, how long is Connell going to stay in the rankings, and I think he's like 20th or something like that. And he's got just enough slack to stay in there for now, but another loss, and he's going out. Um, But, you know, he still has those wins in his his record and his resume, and there's really not anybody in that 20 to 25 area that's got – Yeah, the 20 to 25 – range of rankings i would let what would be nice is um you know i know everyone's got different ideas of how rankings should go and whatever we do it results because that's the only way to stay sane and actually have anything that makes any sense but uh it would be fun to at one point just do like one to 12 or 15 and then just list as many honorable mentions that like had good weeks or good whatever and just say you're all in the you're all in the zone you're all in that qualifier area and uh, let's just move on. Don't worry about if some guy's 21 and you're 23 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else to discuss with Penn State? Not uh, really. Brandon Meredith beat Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So is that maybe – to he's me that's a signal, ranked. right? <clears throat> maybe Which, he's going to be their guy. Um, they've been going with Teske. And the last result for Teske was the loss to Major – <clears throat> Lost by Major Brandon Courtney. Mm-hmm. Major good. <coughs> Who, Brandon Courtney, I don't believe placed at CKLV. 
replaced Lowe. I don't think so. So not exactly someone to, who right now has looked to be All-American threat. He got pinned by Schroto Baggins, as I am now calling him. <laughs> um, are y'all cool with that? Nope. Devin Schroeder can't be Schroto Baggins? Schroeder. Come on. I have a lot of good nicknames. Some, they're not all great, but I think it's pretty good. When he has kind of curly hair, he's, he's small. <laughs> he is a hobbit. He is a hobbit. He's a mythological creature. Um, Loves rings with magical powers. Yeah, don't they eat a lot? He's probably hungry because he's a 25-pounder. I don't know. Just go with it. Schroeder Baggins. You come up with a better one for Schroeder. <laughs> nope, the Schroeder Baggins is the top. All right, no thank you. It. Thank uh, you. Brandon Meredith this year, I mean – it's it's more of the same. Like whoever they go with, one twenty five is an area where Penn State may have trouble qualifying. He's got losses this year to Logan Heil, Drew Hildebrand, Jack Medley, and he got majored by Patel. Mm. It's like uh, <laughs> Alabama and uh, a kicker. Just refused to have one. It just can't happen. Yeah. It just can't happen. Despite their best efforts, I think Brandon Patel had one of the most random tweets. I. Uh, Quote tweet something about Pletcher, like, having more pop in him, uh, not cutting weight. And Patesel went something like, cut more weight means more Patesel power, baby. <laughs> I was Love like, it. what? I like that. Patesel power. Patesel power. Yeah, that's, power. that's good. That's good. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah. Schroto Baggins not so Schroto good. Schroto Baggins Listen, not good. Look, I'll tell you one thing. If he ever made it to number one in the rankings – Spay probably would have used a similar. That's like a style. good pun for the <laughs> rankings. That's not a good not like nickname. An actual nickname. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they're one and the same to me. Here, cutting more weight equals stronger Paisy. Hashtag power all caps. Stronger Paisy. Paisy power. Okay. Uh, so that's Penn State. <laughs> want to get to some questions from friends? Uh, no. no. I want to. No. No. I'm out on. Cues from no, I would like to cover Alon's real quick because okay. we had a lot of very good wrestlers there. You should probably talk about Russia real that's quick. That's what too. I was thinking. Okay. That's what no, I was so, talking about. Also Russia. So, you, okay, so I'll just start with Alon's because it will it can be quick. Um, it's pronounced Allen's. <laughs> <laughs> pronounced uh, like a wrench. Snyderman wins, beats uh, Bitsayev in the finals. So that's a good one. Looks good there. He also smashed Houston. Um, so that was Houston nice. and Bitsayev are solid dudes. So at ninety seven, both of them well. You have Sad Alive, obviously, but Batsayev is a very good number two for any country. Yes. Greasy looked really good. Um, lost to Sabalov. Got, he was kind of he was winning late and then kind of got laced. Uh, gave up a few points there. Lost 7-4 in the finals. So James Green, much – we prefer him at 74 much more than we prefer him at 65. That Absolutely. Was just not the same James Green. Um Gilman and Rutherford and Gwiz had a few frustrating losses in a row. Um, of course, it's it's only December, but just kind of the the way they're losing is um, was was a little frustrating for me. And, and but that's why we go to the, that's why they go to those tournaments so they can correct those things and, and get reps. Um, yeah, you mentioned closing out matches is tough, and that's something that we saw in Kazakhstan, and it's mm-hmm. kind of carried over. Which for is who? The, what's that for who? Just Team USA. Oh the, yeah, the three oh, losses yeah. that. Um, Wiz got 10 0 right, by... Well, I'm talking about the Kazayev match. So, Gilman, um, he Gilman lost to Zane, uh, <clears throat> a Russian by the name of Mutaliev. His only point was on shot clock. He was in on a really good shot, um, and the guy was trying to kick out, and he chased a little too hard, ended up in a scramble, um, gave, up, gave up points there. So, um, 
unfortunately, he couldn't get any anything offensive going. Zane, there was a stoppage 7.2 left, and he gave up takedown and exposure there at the end. Um, and then Gwiz, it was 1-0, <clears throat> and then they got an exchange, and he gave up <clears throat> a four into a into a um, gut wrench, and that was you know in like the final minute. So they were all in the balance in the final minute, and you know unfortunately the the Team USA guys lost. Um, so frustrated because it's our ones, and they're going into Russia, and it's a big important tournament that a lot of guys take seriously, as opposed to some of the other tournaments where you can clearly tell they're more. You know, the, the foreigners are more um, just, like, prepping for Worlds. Um, but, again, it's December, so they got tape. They got stuff to work on. Okay. Now, speaking of Russia, they're the global leaders in cheating. For <laughs> Worldwide leaders. Back to back to back. I'm not sure how many for back forever to forever years? For how many years has Russia existed? They probably have been trying to cheat in sports. So... Uh, it sounds like maybe they will not be at the Olympics, um, at least under the Russian flag. They could, if these guys can somehow prove they're clean. Yes, they'll uh, they'll be able to do that. To me, that means we'll see a full Russian team. Their number ones will all be there. You're shaking your head no. No, I <clears throat> I'm shaking my head no to everybody who's like they're completely misunderstand. Everything about this. Okay. Nothing will change wrestling-wise. None of the results from Kazakhstan will be disqualified. The winners of Russian Nationals... Yeah. The winners of Russian Nationals will go, you know, maybe they'll take some guys out like Sitikov and all, but the winners of Russian Nationals will go. They'll compete under a, I don't know, white flag, green flag, who knows, whatever the neutral... uh, neutral athletes. Something N.A. What kind of singlets are they going to wear? I bet they're going to be white with the Olympic rings on them. Hmm. Is my guess, but wrestling-wise, basically no change. Well, and the the thing that people are missing, I think, when they say it's not a punishment or it's a skating by, is uh, like it was a state-sponsored doping program, so they want to punish out Gregory. Shout out Gregory. So they want to punish the state, and if an athlete is clean, if they resisted somehow, the state telling them or the you know Ministry of Sport or whoever forcing these steroids on these guys, and then they can prove they're clean, and they don't go through with uh, the Russian anti-doping agency. They go through a regular one, and they get regular tested. You don't want to punish those athletes, and you don't want to have an Olympics where the best people aren't there, even though they can prove that they're clean. So it's just like 84 and 80 Olympics, nobody likes those asterisks next to them. Nobody wants a diminished Olympics, and it's the state, and it's the country, and it's the federation that's going to bear the brunt of this punishment rather than the athletes. And I think that's a good thing. I don't. Well, I think the athletes that the athletes that bear the brunt of it are the everyone but the Russians. It when they were not being punished. Yes, I agree. It's a, they created an unfair balance. But if the athletes themselves can go through real testing, just like American athletes, then I don't see what the issue is now going forward. Well, the the real thing that you were saying of how it's going to affect them is what you're saying with the <clears throat> the administration, like. Russia yeah. won't get funding from the IOC. And and the WADA said that you cannot, or the WADA ruling, the how it goes is if you're a major um, sporting organization, you cannot host events. So that means Russia already paid UWW, already set it all up. They want to host Krasnyarsk in 2022. That's out. That's a serious blow. That's like, can you imagine if the U.S. was going to host a world championships yeah. and then we did all that stuff, organization, all the Pocketed planning. several million dollars. And yeah. then... 
They just said, nope, you guys are out of that. Um, I think that's a big deal. And then, yeah, the money from the Olympics is huge. It's how most of these countries get their funding but, for their athletes. But the, here's, the, here's the thing. The sport is the is wrestling matches, yes. right? That's the whole sport. You can talk about the, the money and the politics and that. Sure, Russia gets harmed. But who cares? It's like Jordan Burroughs and, and Dake and those guys, they don't have to wrestle Russians. And to me, the only real punishment is them not competing. That is the punishment. But uh, if the Russians can happen. prove they're clean now, do you still How wanna... can you prove that? I mean, The same way the Americans are. they got to go through the listen, same testing. Listen, Tymazov, how many times did Tymazov prove he was clean? But they're, they're, they're not going through Russia anti-doping anymore. They're going through WADA, world anti-doping. They were, they were tested then. But it was the it was the uh, the fox guarding the hen house. It was they had to go through Russian testing. They had Russians. The Russian uh, Rosada was helping them cheat. No. It was the whole problem. They tested Tamezov at the Olympic Games. Well, then and t- he was tested clean because the tests are behind the cheaters. But you're all right. So, I mean, that's Uzbekistan, and that is then we're never then nobody can wrestle anymore. I mean, no. anybody that's no, ever you have, che- you have, no, no, you have a track record of a country that it, it doesn't have, it's not like Nike Oregon Project in running, where you just have this team that cheats and cheats and cheats. It is the country, it is part of being on the team, is that you, you subscribe to these things. There, there's, but then there's, all there's, ex-Soviet, Azerbaijan has testing problems, Uzbekistan has serious testing problems too. I'm sure that they do. I'm so sure they're all they out? We don't have world championships with them Well, I don't, think, I don't think it's been proven at the, at the scale that it has with Russia. They were all involved. If you look at the Rodchenko stuff that came out, every most of the ex-Soviet countries were all paying Rodchenkov. Well, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy to have any and all of the, the implicated nations out. That, that's fine with me. All right. That, don't have the Olympics. Fine with me, too. <laughs> well, no, no, not don't have the Olympics. Have clean Olympics. I think it's been tainted. It's and been that's tainted what they're trying to Terbel do. Delagnev finds out he's a, a medalist seven, eight years. It's, it's a joke. Get him out. It's known, right? The, the, and Burroughs said the same thing. He's like, I don't want these guys in there. But how, not, how are we going to prove that they're that that those guys now are cheating? The new guy, the whoever, um, the current generation of Russians. I don't know. You, you've seen the NCAA sports. You know, teams get the death penalty. Yeah. What do those recruits have to do with the thing that happened? I, I don't. Nothing. But you know what? It, there, there's got to be a lesson. And I think the ultimate lesson is that you don't get to go. I think that's the way to. Sitikov's out. Has nothing to do with him. Maybe. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Okay, I don't, I don't, I'm not going there, but that's where we. Yeah, I'm sure many won't, but um, that's where I'm at. That's where I've been with these guys for a long time. Yeah, it's not like it's just a few individuals. Like this is like, like CP was saying, this part of their Olympic program. This is like, wasn't the rumor with um, what's uh, Kudakov that he didn't want to do it? Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be involved in that, and that I'm they were woke on that. they were going like he was going to blow the whistle on it, and he didn't want to be a part of it. And because of that, they made it look like he died in a car crash. Yeah, yeah I'm very woke on that. So, so I don't know, man. Uh, that's that's where I'm at with with Russia with the cheating. I think th- there's other aspects of the sport where they've been, you know, they've hurt they've hurt the sport. And I, I have no, I just don't have any sympathy for for Russia, period. And I don't think it, I don't think there's an asterisk to 
an Olympic title that doesn't have Russians in there. I don't. I think every four years. Um, I mean, whether you put the asterisks or not, they're not there. Yeah. Satellite's not there. Sidikov's not there. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> it's not the same. I don't. I have a very hard time seeing anything coming out of this in terms of the current generation of Russian wrestlers not being able to compete at the Olympics. Now, if they all want to go through WADA testing, then great. I'm still pretty convinced they're going to be the best team. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Without steroids. Maybe. I mean, there's no way to know what they are or aren't on, and, and passing a test does not mean you're clean. We all know that. But, I mean, that goes back to how, what, what's the plan for going forward? No, I'm, I'm just saying. If they, they lose that, that – uh, um, the reasonable doubt thing. Sure, That's, but what what are we going to do? Just never have Russia in an event anymore? How are you? What's the what's the plan to make sure that they're clean? I don't know. There is one. I don't know. So don't we know. don't have they, international they were competition. Given very, they were given a very clear path to redemption. Of course, and I, all they did was continue to double down on the exact same way they were cheating. A hundred percent. Their federation is scummy, and or not the federation specifically, but I mean like. Russia, Minister of Sport, all the way to the top to Putin. What's the plan going forward to have any kind of international competition then? then maybe they're not involved. Maybe Russia, you're out. And Uzbekistan, Azerbaijan, anybody else, ex-Soviet countries, they don't. Maybe. If you can prove to the level that we we are able to prove Russia cheats, sure. If that's able to be done, then yeah, absolutely. To, to CP's point, so um, WADA, <clears throat> WADA basically followed to a T the recommendation um, – from the CRC. I don't know that acronym. But anyway, it's 26 pages, and I'm going to read it tomorrow on the plane. But, like, to CP's point. He said he was going to read it now. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Everybody I'm short reading. I'm going to read it. Buckle up, Take guys. a bathroom break. <laughs> Section 1A2. But hey. just, like, this one thing, they talk about, um, you know, so everything happened with Rodchenkov, 2016-17, but then they're saying, however, further significant deletions and alterations were made in December 2018 January 2019 by the Moscow Laboratories. Yeah, so they were supposed to turn over Rodchenko a bunch of information, stuff. and yeah. what they did was they doctored it so that you couldn't find out that the people from in the past were all cheating. I'm just saying, going forward, wipe them out, like keep Russia from the Olympics, whatever, but the athletes now, Satellite, Sitikov, anybody else, uh, Rashidov, what do we do going forward with they them? They were all athletes then, too. I know, but what do we do now with them? They were state-sponsored programs. Now we just say banned for life? I don't know. There should be something. There should be, I mean, at least for a period of time until Russia actually does the things that WADA says they have to do, they should be out. It's a very They had a very clear and simple path. I think also part of the problem is like many like many things that have a, I don't know if shadowy is the right word, but like WADA has very little power. They have very few employees. They have very little power. That they is really the thing. Money. There were WADA employees that um, I retweeted one of them that said they should take CP's plan and to say Russia is completely banned forever, all the athletes, not forever, but yeah. whatever, and just said, like, this Until is they it, start they follow the rules, no, the rules. and then WADA, because the IOC does want Russian athletes and whatever in, or whatever, uh, they yeah. said the only thing is kind of what they did for the Winter Olympics, where you compete as neutral, or do nothing. So you only had those two choices, you didn't have yeah. the all-athlete ban. Yeah, like, like the, I guess why I don't really see much changing ever is because I feel like WADA's hands are tied, unless... We get they get like a trillion dollar um, 
Start a GoFundMe. <laughs> like a trillion dollars <laughs> go in, and they become the act. Like th- then, like WADA becomes the IOC. How many yeah. trillions? I think just I think just just, just one? the one I think just just, quad just the one trillion yeah just quad commas will do it you want to see <laughs> trace commas to quad commas well let's mess up some commas and get water some money yeah. let's rebillionize water yeah so that's my <laughs> right right now they have zero billion they have zero billions it's true we have a lot in common with water then water and I so yeah that's my thing it's like. I don't know. There's plenty of examples of, of, of teams. It's like, all right, yeah. There's there's collateral damage uh, uh, that you know maybe there are some clean guys, but you know what? The country you lose all your. I mean, you you won't follow any of the rules. Listen, 2016, they should have been out. They weren't out. They said, but okay, we'll let you in. But you have to do these things. They did none of them. They're not doing any of them. No, they, they did, uh, they did more crimes let... after they told them to stop yes. doing crimes. Yeah, they just, yeah. they're like, oh, you're so cute. We, we will not listen. The whole summer of 2016 and the summer of 69. Um, <laughs> the whole summer of 2016 nice of was so nice. was so fascinating between the Meldonium, mm. between Russia – between uh, Yadav and Sushil Kumar and their whole oh that was uh, a powder yeah, that was a saga yeah <laughs> classic poisoning to make the team uh, that was a whole he really did didn't fascinating he? thing I think yes. he did that is At incredible everyone was like there's no way he poisoned him and then they like came out I was like ah, I actually did he, yeah. him. he paid off a cook at a camp that is out. incredible you just love to see that, that competitive fire. <laughs> that is something that would happen in college football, and I'm like shocked it hasn't. If you ain't yeah. cheating, Somebody, you ain't trying. Just like, like poisoning the cook, or, or, or like, like the cook. yeah, like spiking like a star quarterback, like Joe Burrow's water, so he test positive for like oh. HGH or something like that. If you yeah. ain't poisoning, you ain't trying. It's what my coach said <laughs> every year. Sat us down. Okay, so uh, I'm sure. So Russia has three weeks to uh, appeal. I'm sure they will just accept the findings and move on, um, no, knowing Russia. <laughs> so this might be the time they learn their lesson. Let's give them this will that be yeah, this will definitely be the time. No, you know what? It reminds me of, reminds me of Breaking Bad, where Mike Armentrout is talking about half measures. So this is a half. This is another half measure. 2016 was a half measure. The neutral flag is a half measure. This requires a full measure. Dump it. Dump it. Shut it down. Later, Russia. And yeah, you want to throw in Uzbekistan? Fine. Get them all out if necessary. If 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 we can prove to the level of the Russian treachery. The so all of that. See, we're talking about the twenty-one days thing, the three weeks thing. Um, so apparently, Rusada was notified on December fifth. So they have until December twenty-sixth. Like what? The day after Christmas. Oh, what do yeah. we do? What? Uh, what? Then it's gonna go to the court of arbitration. Then sport. it goes to court of arbitration for sport. Man. At which point all hell will break loose. I have no idea what will happen. It will probably not be resolved by. Let's see. Wrestling is August second through the eighth. Well, maybe it will be resolved by then. We should have some well, like international but, trials or something. Yeah. Can we send a correspondent? Um, I think. Yeah, no I've, man, I've been to Nuremberg before. Anybody's so. opinion. What will happen is just like Winter Olympics. It, Sorry. What'd you say? I said regardless of. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to happen just like Winter Olympics. Yeah. It will be no Russian Federation, no flag, no uniform stuff, but individual athletes that go through regular testing will be able to compete under neutral flag. I mean, now, I will bet a lot of money that's what happens. Here's the other thing. Uh, everyone was asking, everyone was making jokes like Sedge Lives under the transfer portal. Um, I don't see any of these guys 
transferring because under current UWW rules, um, you Russia can hard block anyone from competing for like two or three years. Mm. Especially, it's like medalists also have more restrictions. And also, the Olympics have a separate path if you want to transfer in an Olympic year. Yeah. Well, so, also, Russia's going to still keep them. I mean, like, they're going to pay to have them be Russian athletes still. I mean, they're going to keep them on the payroll. Right. I'm just saying, I, I doubt this causes any Russians to leave. To leave. transfer, yeah. All right. Some may just leave because they're already playing on leave, like Beck Bulatov, right? But otherwise, I don't right. see this affecting anything. Let's go to questions from friends. Cues from Fs. Mike Honcho. Cues from Fs. Why don't all wrestlers shake opposing hands after matches? Um, because they don't have to. We shake hands a lot well, in this sport. Also, <laughs> I, you do it in, in a duel meet. You do it at the very end of the duel meet. You shake everybody's hand. Everyone's hand. You don't need to. Do you also, guys like how international? Uh, because they, you're supposed to shake the ref's hand first. That a lot of the Americans go to shake the international guy's hand, and they're like, they don't get a reciprocated hand, and then the the ref has to do the whole dosi do thing, and then they shake. There's not actually. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's not actually a post uh, match handshake requirement of the. I don't know if it's required, athletes. but the ref ends up yes shoving them into each other, and then you pat on the back. Yes, or they often frequently go like that, and oh. I just <laughs> smack the crap out of my mic. Did you just punch the mic. <laughs> you just try to hit the wall. Chill out, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. At Buffalo Gap, you shake you shake hands after every single match. Yeah, I we did it, it in high school too, but in college Parker's I don't think nope. it's I don't I don't think in college it's necessary. Just no, it's not necessary in high school either, especially in a duel. Sometimes, Sometimes it's that noise. I don't think it's you. necessary You're in slacked. high school. Me? Yeah. Hmm. Wow, great wow. radio. My bad. We have slack, not to flex. Um, <laughs> it's a perk of work in here. Yeah. <laughs> Along with perpetual time off. Oh my gosh. Um, when are we all right, Paul Jacobson? When are we gonna get farm bets again? Okay, the key part of farm bets I have to acquire a farm. I'm working on that today, I'm working on a land transfer. So, hopefully, tomorrow I'll have a farm in my name that I can wager for this weekend. Except it'll be kind of hard because there's not maybe you much. should focus them on schools that are land grant schools. Okay, I don't have that list handy, but you know what? Maybe <laughs> we'll see. I bet these two guys could get it for you. All right, Spay and Bray. Uh, we have an Alirez question here. Uh, he doesn't need to get his eligibility back because he's going to wrestle this week at the Reno Tournament of Champions. Oh. Yeah, it sounded like that was not a long-term injury. Yes, so he'll be back. Nice. Bear down 85. Hotter take. Hawks will not give up more than 10 points in a duel, or Hawks will win NCAAs by more than 20. That's, that's a hotter take, that yes. they would win by more than 20. They almost – they just give up nine to Princeton. Yeah, well, which – well, that would make the hotter take, because the the heat the the heat of the take yeah, is how I, insane. All right, what is it more is. likely? Penn State scores fewer than ten against them in the duel, or they beat Penn State by greater than twenty in NCAA's. Which is more likely? More likely is that Penn State scores ten. Points. Penn State scores more than ten. Yeah, Somewhat, yeah. The NCAA one NCAA's, is NCAA's could go haywire. They could lose NCAA's. Yeah. Very easily. That's well, they why they could lose duels. Right. No, I'm saying I think the NCAA one is hotter. I do too. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. For great radio, could Nomad read all the I disagree with that. for the senior nationals? Weight class name than hometown. No, he cannot. Yes, he could. One time, I forget what it was. He read an entire list. Yeah. Really I fast. Do too. It was pretty funny though. Oh, what was that? I did it. To, yeah. It was an entry list. It was really long. But just let him do it. No, it would take forever. Just let them do the men's freestyle ones. Do it. 
Oh, let him know. Let him do it. Let him do it. Oh, let me see how many are in there. There's only 111. No. <laughs> yeah. Let one one page. Do one page. It is just one page. Oh, okay. No. Do it all. No. Just no. Na- how about names. How about just names? Uh, no. It's Let's not go. sorted. Oh, you guys suck. Deeringer just registered. Car- Carson Carson registered. All right, we got two down. Okay. <laughs> 109 no, to go. No. Keep wants, going. Keep going. He wants weight class name. I know. Then I hometown. said just name. I said just name. That's cool. Uh. Da, 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 da. All the Titan Mercury guys registered. Have Soriano nice. or Spencer Lee registered? No, they're going to register like they're going to walk in and wrestle. Are walk-ins <laughs> allowed? Has, oh, probably. Oh, uh, For them, yeah. Yondog registered. I think we knew that already. Yes. Well, we didn't know he registered. but Also that his name was Yondog. That is when I, was that a, I also didn't know. When I was a kid, you couldn't. Um, a lot of tournaments you couldn't register for online. You had to call in. What? Really? Yeah. I think that's how some teams still think they exist, how they work. <laughs> a little trip down memory lane. I remember when you used to, the youth tournaments used to show up in the morning, and they'd be like, you walk in or call in. And then, like, because if you already registered, you already had your paperwork and everything, and you just went back and waited in. That's still how some teams operate. <laughs> Legit. Is this going to be the most exciting Olympic trials in U.S. history to date? Ask Bailey Brown at Dan's Brita Filter. I think so. It will certainly be the best one I've ever attended. Wow. Wow. First one. So I think, yeah, especially if Jaden's not going up. But if he did, it'd be so epic because we know 86 is going to be epic regardless. But no, Bo Nickel might go up to 97. That would make – we could have a little Nittany Lion on Nittany Lion crime there. Mm-hmm. So that could be interesting. It is going – yes, without question, it's going to be the most epic Olympic trials ever. I wish we had the show yesterday because I did a whole bunch of – I had a whole bunch of things ready for – Gordon Bo Nickel, but oh. we don't have enough time for them. No, we don't. But that happened. Uh, it was kind of, it was weird. But uh, yeah, all right. I think it's time. I think we can go. That's probably good. Yeah. It's taco yeah. time. It is taco time. I tried to hit up Sears, Sears is on and ask him to get us oh. tacos, and so he's on a plane in California. But he did tell me a funny story that while I was out on paternity leave. He tried to get you guys tacos and was just like walking away with the whole bag and some lady yelled at him. I wonder who. I said who and he said, I don't know names. Yeah. Sears <laughs> hasn't learned everybody in the office yet. Man. He said there were multiple times last night where I saw people on the stage together uh, who I had always thought were the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man meme. That's funny. Michael Sears is a gem. You guys are gems. We thank you so much for listening. Feel free, Caleb, to play us out. Spay and I won't be here tomorrow. We're on our oh. way to Walsh Jesuit Ironman, the toughest in season high school tournament in the country. Shout Mike's out. going to Reno. Shout out. Mike's going to Reno. So the Andrew Lee is open. Bracky CP and Bray tomorrow. Um, also this weekend, uh, that guy Mike Sears was talking about, he's going to IBJJF No Gi Worlds. So if you're into that kind of thing, wrestling fans, which turns out a lot of you are. Yeah, you are. Whether you want to admit it or not. Uh, so, thanks so much for listening. 437. We'll be back tomorrow with 438. Um, I don't have anything else to say other than thank you. See you then.